0: You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. This week's episode is all about the Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie. If you haven't heard of it, I would suggest you probably go and Google it now. If you do know it, I'm not surprised because it's probably the most talked about film we've seen in a long time. I felt like I had to do this episode for several reasons. I've always been interested in how hair and makeup come across on film or on TV. And that's actually something I've had in the back of my head for a kind of Beauty Me spin-off. I chose to start with this film because it's kind of a first. It's the first major film to be recorded entirely under pandemic restrictions. It's black and white and it stars Zendaya and John David Washington, two very different actors. I'm going to give you my mini review of the film because obviously it would feel a bit strange to just talk about the hair and beauty. And also because it's black and white, my views or insights on the hair and beauty are kind of limited because I can't see the colors, which I actually find really interesting. So what is the film about? I should say there may be spoiler alerts in here. I'm not really conscious of anything that comes up. I know a lot of people have seen it. I know a lot of people want to watch it. I know a lot of people have only watched half of it because they feel triggered or they don't like the fact it's black and white or... Our attention spans have just changed over the years, but for me it's worth talking about because I think there are a lot of expectations on this film with two black leads and they're the only characters in the entire film. I think the film is about an hour and 46 minutes. I've watched it twice. Um the first time was purely for enjoyment, watched it on a projector. I was really looking forward to seeing it. The second time I watched it is because I knew I wanted to do this episode and I felt like I had to watch it again to just try and get you know, right down to the nitty gritty. So what's it about? Malcolm is a filmmaker who's just had the biggest night of his career. He's won an award for a film. Marie is his girlfriend, who we later find out is also a sometimes actress who had assumed that she would actually be in the film. As the film progresses, we learn that the lead character in the movie, I think she's called Imani, is actually based on Marie's own life experiences of drug addiction and getting clean. And we find out that she kind of resents Malcolm because he used her story, but not her acting skills. Oh, and he also forgets to thank her in his acceptance speech. I think we find that out within the first 10 minutes why Marie is Pissed off with Malcolm. The entire film is centered in and around this beautiful home. I think it's called the Caterpillar House in Carmel, California. It's a beautiful house, and I think it's kind of good that they shot it in black and white because if it had been in color, I would have been so distracted by this amazing house and the grounds. So many people I've spoken to have said, if only they'd just gone to bed when they got in from this awards show, if only they'd just gone to bed instead of Malcolm putting on music. Malcolm having a few drinks, Marie making Malcolm mac and cheese. And when you do see the film, you have to watch the mac and cheese scene because it's actually, it's pretty gross. He's very annoying. Um, By the end of this episode, you'll probably guess that I would, if I had to choose between Malcolm and Marie, it would be Marie for various reasons. As this is a beauty podcast, I think it only makes sense for me to start with how the two characters actually looked. But with John David Washington's character of Malcolm, he's wearing a Prada suit throughout, white shirts, black tie, and his hair is like a natural style. That's about it. I don't need to say much else on him. It's very, I know that when they made the film, they had to make sure they had lots of um, his shirts available. And because it was, it's during the pandemic, they were really struggling to find several versions of his shirt I know the suit had to be made with like a stretch to it because there's a few scenes when he gets quite physical, dancing outside and things like that. But for me, the main pull was always Zendaya. When I was doing my research on this, a lot of references came up to Zendaya's close relationship with stylist Law Roach. I think they've been working together for about 10 years. You might know him from America's Next Top Model. He always wears some great wigs. He also works with the likes of Celine Dion and Kerry Washington. So they worked together on creating this dress. I think it's by a designer called Elliot. And I think Zendaya wears this probably for the first half an hour of the film. And it's gorgeous. It's very retro. It's very 1970s. I think in an article that I read, they talked about it having kind of like a share vibe from 1975. And you can really see that. As the movie started filming in June, obviously they had to have the bare bare essentials when it came to the crew so Zendaya did not have law on hand most of the fittings were done virtually and that also meant she didn't have her own glam squad so no hair no makeup so she did her own and I learned that Zendaya actually does most of her makeup even when it comes to the red carpet she's been on tv since she was 16 so she's obviously had a lot of practice but I found the look that she created so stunning it's really really striking and it really made me think did she take into account the fact that the movie was shot in black and white because back in the day shooting a movie in black and white would be a real it would be tough in many of the old classic like hollywood movies black and white movies and silent films both the male and female actors would have to wear makeup but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be skin tone it was made of tones of black, blue, yellow, lavender. And it was all about creating contour and just like drama on the eyes and lips. When we first started making films, a lot of the film stock was really sensitive to certain colours, like blue, for instance. So it would pick up blue, but it was insensitive when it came to red. So let's say a leading actress was wearing a red lipstick The film wouldn't actually pick up the color on her lips. Instead, it would look very neutral or washed out. So they had to create their own pigments that would stand out. So they'd often use like blacks and grays to give that real impact on black and white. If they didn't wear makeup at all, it would actually make them look really dirty. So it's been a real, it was a real process back then to find all these different ways to make an actress look stunning. It was grease paint and powder. It's very, very different to what we have now. Yes, now we do like a lot of different steps in our makeup, but they're all so much easier to apply. And it's about what we see in real life or in HD when it comes to films these days. Of course, Zendaya didn't really have to worry about it as such, even though the movie shot on 35 millimeter film we have the technology now in digital and the editing process to get to override any color issues. But I still wanted to really look at how she created her face. And the first thing I noticed was it was not a dewy base. There was no dew inside. Her face is very matte, very soft. This meant that her eyes could take center stage and she plays with like a very, very dark eye, but it has some like a very vibrant isn't the right word because it's in black and white, but it's a metallic that really captures the light. So whenever Zendaya is on screen, you will always see her eyes. In an interview with thecut.com, Law Roach said that when it came to Marie's metallic textured lame dress, it was it had to have movement because it was being shot in black and white. It needed to have a life to catch that light from every angle and from every direction. It had to feel liquid and the metallic was a natural way for me to get that. So for me, that description alone makes perfect sense when you look at Zendaya's hair and makeup. Her hair was blown out and left very undone, full of movement. So you'll often see her stomping around the house in her Louboutins and you'll constantly see her hair moving. It's got so much movement to it. It's very soft and blown out for me that really kind of heightened all the emotions that she was showing and she goes through a whole range of emotions there's anger there's sadness there's some giggling um, and there's some moments of like love in there not very many because essentially it's a film about a really long argument but yeah I think the hair really helped show her emotions when it came to the makeup as I mentioned it was all about In every scene that Zendaya is in, and obviously it's most of them, her eyes stand out every time. She created a shimmering, I think it was like a metallic halo eye. And she had this gorgeous, I'm wearing this bodyography glitter today. And I think she must have had something similar because she needed a glitter to catch the light. She also had these, they were actually really natural looking. I thought they were her lashes. They're very soft. When she takes her dress off, maybe half an hour into the film, she also removes her makeup. She's, you know, going to have a bath. So she takes everything off and you can see her take the lashes off. I was really transfixed by her eyes every time she was on camera. Whether it was like in the dark, dramatic, moody lighting or really bright lighting, you just can't help but notice her eyes. For me, it was very full-on 1970s glam and... I also think she might have gone all that way to show the sort of transition from when she takes everything off because it almost seems like she's taking off her armor. You know, she's gone out for a night with her partner who's super successful and she's put on the makeup, the hair, the heels, the dress slit up to here. But as the movie goes on, she's like breaking down her character and she pretty much breaks down. One thing I did notice with the makeup is there, even though it's in black and white there's no contour there so you can't see any blush you can't see any bronzer it's literally like a very nude but soft lip and those eyes so you could read into that because Marie's character is quite an undone character it's almost like you want her to get past the relationship with Malcolm to become the person that she should be so Again, I'm re- probably reading too much into it, but that's my interpretation of the makeup. It's very undone. So going back to that interview with thecut.com, um, Law Roach also said, Michelle Pfeiffer from Casino was a reference, but it was less about clothes and more about mood and emotion and lighting. So yeah, first of all, Michelle Pfeiffer was not in Casino. It was Sharon Stone who played the lead. She played Ginger in Casino. It's one of my favorite films. Michelle Pfeiffer played Elvira in Scarface so the fact checker at thecut.com like what were you doing maybe I'm being picky but I just think you should get your facts right especially when you know I'm interested in these things and I would love to know which character did inspire Law. at the same time they probably would both fit the description because they're both very sexy characters very glamorous characters but they're also playing characters that have been through a lot as well It's not like they look perfect all the time. So while they might be sexy, again, there's also that element of them being undone, kind of like Marie. So back to this notion of Marie removing her armor. She's in the bath now. So obviously naked, hair swept back. You know, her makeup's a little bit splotchy. She obviously hasn't removed it with a double cleanse. And that is the moment when she's naked that Malcolm comes in, to really rip into her. Like, this is his moment. He's still clothed. I think he's taken his jacket off, still wearing his tie and shirt, maybe. And he just rips into her. And I think it's the cruelest, one of the cruelest moments in the film because she's in the bath. She's like, her lip is trembling and he's just giving her all of this abuse. And it is abuse. And that is something that has given the film a lot of negative reviews. People are like, no, it's not drama. No, it's not romance. It's abuse. But if it is abuse, I still think that should be shown because what we see, that's how we learn, you know, what's not great, what's not good for you as a human. And yeah, he's hes pretty much inhuman to me in these scenes. He's so cruel. And yet Marie has her issues and she's very passive aggressive. I think she knew they were going to have the argument. But for him to just burst in while she's in the bath, that's, you know, that's one of your few moments of peace and quiet. I think that says a lot about his character. When she gets out of the bath, she has a simple white vest and white knickers on and she's kind of pottering around. She goes outside for a cigarette and it's it's one of the few moments where we see her trying to like maybe kind of make up a little bit with Malcolm. She's kind of smiling at him. She'll play a song. Uh But he's not having it. He just stomps off. In the final third of the film, The third that for me, that probably could have been cut down to 20 minutes. I think this film is far too long. I think it would have been so impactful if it was an hour. If um, Sam Levinson, I can't believe I haven't mentioned the director yet. um, If he had challenged himself to doing an hour of drama, I think the film would have benefited massively. But anyway, that's the final third of the film and Zendaya still got the damp hair and she puts on this beautiful vintage kimono that's from her own wardrobe. And I think, again, it's her kind of regaining a tiny little bit of armor again. She might have a bare face and she's got the damp hair, but the kimono gives her some kind of protection, particularly during the scene where she seemingly threatens Malcolm with a knife. So how does the film make me feel? And the reason I say me is because I can only give my interpretation... As I mentioned at the beginning, I've seen a lot of negativity about it. Um, I've seen a lot of people commenting, saying they hate the film. But at the same time, I think any conversation can be a good conversation. There's so many people that are saying Zendaya is amazing in it. This is like a career. This is like the film of her career, which I don't really think it is because she's only 25. She's got so far to go. I feel bad for John David Washington because he's had a lot of negativity. People are kind of referring to him as a one trick pony. I haven't seen that. I mean, I've seen two of his other films, Tenet, which is Tenet obviously, and Black Klansman. And I thought he was great in that. What I think the issue is, is Sam Levinson. The, the whole premise of the film of that, um, Malcolm forgetting to thank Marie. That actually happened to Sam and his wife at an event. So for me, a lot of this film has maybe been cathartic for Sam. You know, it's lockdown; He he can't get to make Euphoria, which is his main show. So he's kind of used himself. He's taken his story and planted it on these two black characters that are trying to love each other, but clearly are failing. So... I also I think any criticism that John David Washington gets should go down to Sam because sometimes when John is talking or oh, sorry Malcolm at one point he calls Marie's name 14 times he's so annoying he's so needy and I'm like that has to be Sam and then there is it must be maybe a 10 minute diatribe like he is going in about this review from the LA Times this is a guy, like this is his first big thing and he gets a positive review, but he breaks it down. It's exhausting. I don't know how Marie, the the character, would put up with him and Sam Levinson expects us as viewers to put up with it. It could have gone from the film. It was way too indulgent. It felt like film school. So I definitely agree with that point, but I don't think it's John's fault. But anyway, I had to get that point out there because I think he's getting a lot of negative feedback and I I just don't think it's right. For me, it's the whole input of the director that's caused this confusion. In Vogue magazine, they called the film Director Sam Levinson's Ode to Hollywood Romance. And I was like, that was clearly written by someone who has not watched the film yet, or perhaps isn't black. Because one thing I know, there was so much hope for this film. People were really hoping to see this beautiful romance between two black characters. You know, We don't get that that often. I think it's amazing that it was made for 2 million and they sold it to Netflix for 30 million. Like that makes me feel great for that cast and the team, like that 22 strong team. They deserve that. But yeah, there's things lacking. Some people have said that Sam's indulgent. A lot of other people have said, yeah, it's as if you're watching somebody do like an acting class. But for me... It's all down to interpretation. And if nothing else, the movie looks great. I do think everyone should watch it. And if you're in a toxic relationship, maybe it'll be a wake up call for you. I just think in this day and age, it's so easy to just tear something to pieces. And for me, it's well worth watching. I'm not going to watch it a third time. I probably won't watch it ever again, but you should definitely watch Malcolm and Marie. Let me know what you think. Have you seen it? Do you not want to see it now? Um, or have you seen bits of it and you're working with, working your way through it? Let me know. Head over to my Instagram at me podcast. Slide into the DMs. Leave me a voice note. Drop a message in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. And I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at beautymepodcast. And feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen.